All right. Who's ready for the word this morning? That was pretty weak. I said, who's ready for the word this morning? Amen. That, that, that was a little better. We're getting there. Maybe we'll be there by the end of today. Today we're starting a new series for the year, and it's called, um, <clears throat> it's called Charged this morning for the next couple of weeks. And usually whenever I do a series, I don't uh, plan to do it at any certain time. I just do it until it feels like it's over. So uh, we're starting this series called Charged today. We're talking about the source of power this, this morning. And as, um, as, as we start the new year and everybody's making some goals and plans or, or you've thought about goals, probably a lot of your goals may have already been broken, but no matter what it is, um, it's, it's always important to, to, to evaluate where you are. And devotion is such a big thing, and devotion is such a huge topic, but Devotion is something that so little people really know how to do and know about and know how to execute devotion. And devotion is not, is, is, is not always about a feeling. Uh, if you go on feelings, you will not be devoted to, to probably to anything because there's probably sometimes when, whenever you look at your spouse and you're not really feeling it, but inside of you... It's devotion that keeps you together. There are some times when you want to say something, but your devotion will not allow you. Because this year, if your devotion to your marriage is based on a feeling, your marriage probably will not make it. If, if your devotion to your job is based on a feeling, you probably will not make it it to the end of this year on that job. If your devotion to your children are based on a feeling, you may be in defects by the end of this year because if it's based on a feeling, you know your children just know how to push some buttons. And it's just not always based on a feeling. Can somebody say amen this morning? Excuse me. You cannot be devoted to God in 2020 if your devotion to him is based on a feeling. Because see, when, when you are really devoted to something, it's more about a choice or a discipline than it is an emotion. Because there will be a lot of mornings where, where you don't feel like getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to pray. There will be some times when you don't feel like praying at all. But your choice of discipline proves your devotion to God. Amen? There will be times when you're not feeling it. There will be times when it's not your song that's being played, but your choice of devotion will, lift, will, will, will allow you to make the decision to lift up your hands because that's what it's all about. It's about devotion. Devotion has three major components this morning. I want you to write these down because this is actually the definition of devotion. It says definition is love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, Activity or a specific cause. Love, loyalty, and enthusiasm for a person, activity, or a cause. And what are some things? I was looking up things. I was Googling things that Americans are devoted to um, this year. And a bunch of things come up. One of the, the first thing that came up was food. It says that Americans are devoted to food. They are devoted to their specific style of food. They love it. They eat at the same place. There's been this whole sushi kick going on these last few, year, few years and everybody's eating sushi and it's, and it's all bougie and it's all cool and everything's cool and everybody, everybody's just eating sushi. I think you're crazy, but, but everybody's eating sushi. And, and, then, and then it said the next thing was relationship. 
you know, I'm devoted to, my, that, that's my woman, that's my man. One thing said shoes, de- devoted to shoes. Isn't that interesting? The next thing was video games. Video games is, 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 is at its height in America. Grown men addicted to video games, they are devoted to it. They know when, they're, when their partners are getting online. They've got things on their phone to let them know when it's time. They are devoted to their video games. And your favorite team. I saw everybody uh, uh, knocking the Patriots because, listen, when you're good, nobody likes you, okay? That's, that, that, that's, just, that's just reality. And everybody was not because they're devoted to their team. Everything, they're devoted no matter what it is. Because you see, whenever football season rolls around every year or basketball season or whatever that you're devoted to, and, and you, you, you've got to understand this, that these are fans that are devoted. They love, they, are, they love it, they're loyal, they're loyal to it, and they are enthusiastic about their teams. They have tickets. They have their man cave decked out in everything. They have jerseys. They will sit in bad weather to cheer on their team. They will sit in snow and rain and wind all because of their devotion for their team. But guess what? Some of these devoted fans that will do all of these things, guess what? Some of them are so devoted to a team, but yet some of them can't even keep a job. Yeah, some of them are so they're, 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 some of them are so devoted to their team, but they're not even devoted to their own children because it's a choice that they have made. But for the next fourteen to sixteen weeks, however long the season is, they will be devoted to a bunch of people that they have never ever met. They don't know you exist. Nobody on the Falcons knows about you. I know Charlie's from Rome, but he don't know you. Okay? And but here we are. We will be devoted to a bunch of people that we have never, ever met. They are all in because of their choice and their decision of who they're going to be devoted to. And some people devoted to shopping. And they've got the apps to let them know when their new boutique just posted something. And everything, they love it. They are loyal to it. And they are enthusiastic. Why is everybody looking around at people? Because you are devoted. You know who's devoted to the team, to the shopping, to the shoes, to the food. And see, it's not bad that people are devoted to things like hobbies and teams. That's not bad. It's not sinful. It's not bad. But what God wants for but what God wants is for you to be devoted to him first. That's where the issue comes in. God wants to be your number one spot. When you make your list of things that I'm going to be doing, that I'm going to be devoted to in 2020, God wants to be on top of that list because the scripture says in Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek ye first. It says, not, not second, not third. Do not let me be an afterthought. But it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. See, when you are devoted to God in your love and your, your loyalty and your enthusiasm, guess what? And, 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 and he's your number one and he's your ride or die and he's your BFF and he's your amigo and, he's your, and, and, and you are his top fan and when he's the first person you call to celebrate the good, when he's the first person you talk 
talk to in the tough, when he's the one you want in the rough, when he's the one you call when you've had enough, when he's the one that's on your mind when you're in the middle of the stuff, guess what? Then all of these things will be added to you. He just wants your devotion first. And I will, he says, he says, I will bring you the food. I will bring you things you enjoy. I will give those things to you. But I just want to be your top priority this year. Because too many times people are after the things but not the king. Too many times people are after things but not the king. But 2020, I believe, will be a year where we are going to be hard after the king, where we will be devoted to his kingdom and his righteousness. And when he is priority, then we will see things like an increase in souls, like an increase in the spirit, like an increase in serving, like an increase of giving. 2020 cannot be about things, but it must be about the king. And whenever we get about the kings, we will see things come to pass. Guess what? Do you have a financial plan for 2020? Guess what? The best financial plan you can have for 2020 is be devoted to God first. Why? Because it will pay off for you. He said, all of these things will be added to you if I'm just the first one on the list. See, if you are a Christian this morning, you are supposed to be devoted to God. First, that's his word. That's his plan. That's his desire for you. And, and when I say devotion, I'm not talking about rituals. I'm talking about relationship responsibility this morning. Because when you start doing something out of ritual, you have lost the devotion and you have lost the love you have lost the loyalty. You have lost the enthusiasm. And then all of a sudden, it's Sunday. Oh, I'm supposed to go to church. Why? Because, because it's just Sunday. It's that song, you know, where everybody goes crazy. And they're going to repeat it three times. Then I've got to lift my hands because it's just ritual. And all of a the sudden, there's no devotion. It's just ritual. I don't know about you, but I need to be around people at church that are here out of devotion. I want to be around people that are passionate, that love, that are loyal, that are enthusiastic. I don't need another thoughtless, emotionless ritual. I need some people in my life, in my church, that whenever we get together on a Sunday, it's like a love, loyalty, and enthusiasm overload because we've been going through the ritual of life every day of this week, our jobs, the monotony of, 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 of everything that's going on day by day. But when we come together with like-minded people, with like-minded love, with like-minded loyalty, and like-minded enthusiasm, with people who are devoted and after the king. God's presence, you know, the presence that is everywhere. Whenever people get together who are devoted, it starts to manifest itself in a whole nother level to people who are devoted. That's his word. And understand this. This series is not about perfection. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just laying some groundwork here. This series is not about perfection. This series is not about, uh, it's, not, it's not for the saints. This series is, is, is not about perfection. It's about progression. 
It's about getting better this year. It's for people that aren't perfect, the people that could, that could shift some things in their life, the people that can move a few things on their calendar. And I don't know about you, but, but, that, but I'm in that group. People that have never been devoted to Christ, people that are devoted to Christ once a week, people that are ritualistic when it comes to Christ, people that could carve out more time for Christ, people who were once devoted, but because of life, they just aren't at the same moment that they were. Listen, this year, I hear, uh, I often hear people say, you know, I, I went to church. I was so devoted before I started the new job. I was spending time with God before I had children. I, I was, I was, I had an awesome prayer life until I started this new semester. Guess what? This year, there's going to be seasons of life. And you've got to understand this, that although there will be changes in seasons, your connection to God cannot change. No matter what season this year may bring to your life, your connection cannot change. This is what I want you to do. I want you to get your phone out and just look at it. Don't play with it, okay? I don't know who's texting me in the middle of church, but anyway. Get your phone out because... We're going to be looking at our phone these next couple of weeks and how this phone relates to where we are and who we are. And it's going to be kind of a visual aid for the next couple of weeks. Just look at your phone because this phone is a representation of you. It has great potential, just like you. It was created with great thought and design, just like you. Because even in your mother's womb, the word says, the creator knew you. Your creator knew you before your parents even knew about you. Even in the womb, he knew the plans that he has for you. You know, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. You were created with great design, just like the phone. We don't even know when the next, when the next iPhone will look like or when it's coming out. But the creator has already created it. And it's in a vault somewhere just waiting for the right date. Just like you. How many of you have apps that you never, ever use. Almost everyone. Fo apps on your phone that you never, ever use. See, this phone is like you. You have gifts and abilities that you've not even tapped into yet. You have gifts and abilities, things that you could do for the kingdom that you've not exercised in even a while in such a long time and you were like this phone your spiritual battery level goes up and down all day long and if your phone is like mine it, I think it's just a mental thing whenever it gets below 50% it goes really really fast Really, really, and you're just watching it go and you're watching it die. And before you know it, your battery level goes up and down and you will die if you don't charge yourself. Just like a phone. Today we're going to talk about the power source this morning for the next few minutes. How many of you have ever been in a crucial moment? It was like, it felt like death or life. You were in the middle of a very important call. 
you were driving in the middle of nowhere and desperately needed the GPS on your phone. You were in the grocery store looking at the list on your phone. You are about to close a deal on your phone and the phone dies. Isn't that usually the way it works? It feels like when you really need it, when you were almost there, when you were almost at your location and you just needed just like one more percent and the phone dies. And then once again, you are like the phone and all of the potential, all of the information, all of the gifts, all of the talents, all of the apps, guess what? They are useless unless they are charged by the source of power. Who cares how much you paid for your phone? If it is dead, it is useless at the moment. I don't care what generation you have. I don't care. I don't care if you work at Apple and you've got the next generation before you went. If your phone is dead, guess what? It is useless. Everything inside of it. And until I find a source of power to plug myself into, all of the apps, all of the info inside of my phone has stopped until I find some power to plug into. Here are some things I want you to get today. Number one, to make it through this year, you need power and you need to be fully charged. To make it through this year alive, you are going to need to be charged. You're going to need some power. Some of you barely made it through 2019. It's like you slid in through the year. It's like you slid right in at the nick of time. And if, and if I were to have one-on-one sessions with you all, if I were to call you in one by one and I were to say to you, hey, would you make a list for me on what is charging you and what is draining you? I would guarantee you that your draining list is far longer and greater than the things that are charging you in life. Being a mother can drain you. Come on, moms. You don't got to act like you're perfect here. Trying to be mother of the year. It can be draining. Working that job can drain you. Coaching your child's basketball, football, and soccer can drain you. Ministry can drain you. People can drain you. Can somebody say amen this morning? That's why this year you've got to find some people that are better than you. People will drain you. That person just came to your mind. The person you work with, every time they walk in the door, you're like, oh, Lord. (laughs) That's why you've got to find some people who are better than you this year. Better than you are in your area of employment. They are better off spiritually than you because there are some people that are attracted to people that just need them. It makes them feel wanted. It makes them feel like they have something to offer, and that's great. But if you are just around people that need you and you are constantly having to pull them up to your level, you will be drained by the end of this year, and you will die spiritually this year. Hmm. 
You need to be around people who are better than you. See, I'm in groups of pastors that are better than me. We meet online with people from people all from various states all around this nation. Some have taken churches from 20 to 2,000 or even greater than that. Why do I do that? Because I know that if I don't feed myself, I know that if I'm not around people who are better than me, I know if I come out here and I stand right here every Sunday morning and I never feed myself and I'm not around people who are more creative than I am, who have done things that I've never done, I know that I will die in the pulpit. No shame to my game. I hang around people where I'm the least of those to help pull myself up. Your entourage, the people that you are close to this year, they will either kill your battery or charge your battery up. Hmm. Your entourage, your people will either kill your battery or charge your battery up this year. The company you keep, the people that you let charge you or drain you will be a key to your success this year. Hmm. Who in this room, don't raise your hand, has an area of life that is just draining right now? Just thinking about it is just draining. It's just like, I can't even think about it. Some of you, you're going to work tomorrow and, you, and you're drained just thinking about going to your job. You have something in your life. It may be a relationship. It may be someone. It may be, uh, I mean, it, it just a lot of things. It's just draining in your life. Well, guess what? Welcome to life because life can be draining. But Jesus tells us about it in Matthew 16, when he says, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have already overcome it. I've already overcome the struggle. I've already overcome the, the, the draining. He says, I've already overcome all those things. In other words, this year, when things drain you, when things start to get overwhelming, plug yourself into the one who has already overcome the world. Plug yourself into Jesus. He says, I've already overcome it. All you've got to do is come to me and get some power. I've already overcome those things. No matter what, he says, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have already overcome the thing that's already caused you all of this trouble. And that leads to number two, which is this. You must know that the true power source is God. Period. End of the sermon. Let's get to the altar call. You got to know who your source of power is. You don't have to rub a statue for power. You don't need another person for power. That's a lie that the devil told you. You don't need another job title for power. You don't need to know your zodiac sign for some power. You don't need to understand the constellations. You don't need to listen to what the stars are saying. You need to listen to the one that created the stars. And we have a generation of people in this world. Sarah and I, we were watching this, this special about the millions of people who are turning from Christianity and now are looking toward the stars and they believe in healing stones. This was on public television. Millions of Christians have left the faith and now they're looking to the stars. Now they want to go to healing. They want hot stones on their body. And we're sitting here saying, and y'all think we're free because we speak in tongues. 
The Holy Spirit should be nothing to this generation. If you think a stone is going to heal you, you think you, 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 you're looking for the stars to line up, and you think we're crazy because we're dancing, you think I'm crazy because I'm shouting, something's wrong. Something is wrong. You gotta have the power. This year, you just need the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Because John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy your battery. He comes to drain you. Everything in life, he wants to drain you. He says, but I have come. Why? So that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Or the, uh, um, I believe the King James or one of the versions says, to the fullness of life. I have come that your battery may be full. The devil wants to drain you everything. He says, but I've come to charge you up. In other words, I am your source of power. I've got the power. I've got the power. <laughs> that was in your head. It just, it just came to my head. You've got the power through Jesus Christ. We used to sing the old song. I don't know if I can remember the words. I better not even try it. Let me try it. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we shall not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. You've got the power. You've got the divine power. In 2 Peter 1 and 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. It says, His divine power has given us everything we need. Everything we need can be found in his power. And once again, it's like he's crying out loud, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. I will charge up your battery. I will recharge the weary. I will give you strength. I will replace your battery. All you got to do is come unto me. Why? How? Because I am the source of the very power that you need. Help me out this morning. I got the power through the blood of Jesus Christ. See, whenever you become saved, you gained access to the power. Whenever you become filled with the Spirit, you gain even a greater access to His power. You have access to the power. But guess what? So many have access to it, but they never use it. I've got access here at church to power, but I've got to do something to get the power here. We've got to pay the bills. We've got access to it, but if we don't pay the bills, I can come plug in over here and nothing's going to happen. Have you ever been somewhere 
and your phone was about to die and you're just looking for a charger. Please. It's like you turn into the beggar on the street, somebody. My phone's about to die. I don't know what to do without a phone. Somebody, I got, it's going down. It's five, four, three. Oh, somebody give me a charger. And you're looking at the plug, but you have no charger. You're like, oh, Lord, send the power just now. Send it. Like you're holding your phone toward the source of power, but, you've, but you can't access it because you did not plug into it. Hmm. It was there. You just did not plug into it. See, this is what so many people are doing in life. Right here, chargers, the life. Some people have bought cases with chargers in them for longer life. All you got to do is plug it up. And some people have said, you know what? I've tried charging up. I've tried charging. I'm going to slide this back just for a moment. I've tried charging my phone. I've tried Jesus. But every time I do it, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I don't know. But you know what? I, I come to realize when my phone is dead and I plug it up, guess what? It doesn't come on automatically. There's a sign there that says it's being plugged up, but I can't use it. But after it's stayed plugged in for a little while, it comes back on and I can gain the fullness of the charge. See, listen, you can't go plug in one moment and expect you're going to have all the power that you need. No, 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 no. See, 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 but whenever you stay plugged in, then you can gain the fullness of it. See, like, this is, this is, this is what a lot of people do. This is you. This is us. You plug in. Sunday. Everything's going great. How many of you got a long cord like this? And you want to plug in, but you still want to be doing what you are doing. I don't have to be too close to the power. I can get it on Sunday, but I can still be over here doing exactly what I want to do. It ain't going to work like that in 2020. No, 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 you, you don't understand. So like, see, here it is. See, no, no, you don't know. Like, here I am. I'm still doing exactly what I want to do. I'm still in the world. I'm still doing this, but I, can, but I still got the power on Sunday because, you know, they always sing my favorite song. You know, I just, I just like it on Sunday. But after Sunday, you know, I'm still plugged in, but I'm going back to where I was this year. I keep going back. I keep going back. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to make a decision to change my life. So what do you do? You change chords. You come here. And you get plugged in. And now, I'm a little closer. But you're still over here, taking a step. And all of a sudden, guess what? It's like you're doing spiritual aerobics. It's like, it's all of a sudden, you're like Jane Fonda up in here. All of a sudden, and guess what? It is exhausting trying to live a double life. It is exhausting trying to stay plugged into Jesus Christ 
trying to be filled with the Spirit when you're trying to be filled with the world. Because even the Scripture says you can be in the world, but you better not be of it. See, you've got to be in it, but don't be of it. And all of a sudden, it's like you're like Jane Fonda. All of a sudden, you're like Suzanne Summers. You got your thigh master going. And all of a sudden, you over here rocking it. You're rocking it. And all of a sudden, guess what? You are exhausted. You are drained. Because you got a little power but you're still far away. But you got to get this. Bam, come help me out. But you've got to get this. This right here is so annoying because this is the one that the creator of the phone made. Your phone ever been dead and you're trying to charge it? You're trying to talk on the phone. Hey, I can't talk right now. My phone's charging. I know it. Yep, this is the charger that came with the phone. I know. I don't have the long one. I got to call you back when it gets about 5%, okay? I'll be back. See, but this is the one the creator made of the iPhone. Why? Because it's just like the Lord. Because he don't want you to drift. Because you can't keep the power out there. He wants you to be so close to the source of power that you are leaning on the power. You can't function until you're close to the power. The creator wants you to be so close to him that you can feel the power. And all of a sudden, sometimes, guess what? It's not convenient. Sometimes it's not convenient. Sometimes you don't look cool sitting next to a plug-in talking while everybody else got all the new gear. But guess what? At the end of the day, God just wants you to stay plugged into the source. And sometimes no matter what, you just got to stay close to the source of power so you can get totally charged up. Because this is the one that the Creator made. It didn't come with the long one. Why? Because they want you to stay close. They want you to stay close to the power. This year, God is calling people. You've been to a place where you've had this charger is representing of your relationship. And it's long, and you can stay charged on Sunday, but by the end of the day Monday, you are drained. Why? Because you're living double lives. You got a little charge, but you don't want to be close to the power. This year, God is calling his church back to the power. He said, you shall receive power once the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He says, why are you denying the Holy Spirit? He said, you'll look to the stars, you'll look to stones, you'll go get your hand read, you'll, you'll, you'll you, you, you'll do all these. Why are you denying the source of power this year? He said, come back to the source of power. Come back to the Spirit. And whenever you get there, just lean on me. Just lean on me for understanding. Lean on me for knowledge. Lean on me for power. Because you can't, you, you're going to be exhausted out there. You're going to be drained out there. Even if you do got a little power. He said, but stay close to me this year. Because it's the only way you're going to make it. Stand up with me this morning. It's the only way you're going to make it this year. I just want to tell somebody, 
It's the only way you're going to make it this year is if you stay close to the power. God is saying, I want to be your number one. I want to be devoted. I want, I, I want to be your number one spot on your devotion list. I want you to be devoted this year. And devotion looks like over here, staying close to the power. This is really not devotion. This is a ritual. Because every time you need something, you just go plug in. He said, but if you really want the power to do something this year, if you really want to see things come to pass this year, as a church, stay close to me. If you really want to see numerical growth, stay close to me. If you really want to see giving increase, stay close to me. If you really want to see people filled with the Spirit, you got to stay close to me. If you want to see the homosexual come down and come clean, guess what? Come close to me. If you really want to see the drug addict come down and find me, guess what? You need to stay close to me this year. God is not just calling your pastor. God is calling the church. Stay close to the power. Lean not on the understanding, but lean onto me. Whenever the going gets tough, get close to the power this year. Get close to the power this year. Get close to the power this year. It's the way the Creator created you to get close and stay plugged in this year. Can you just bow your head with me? Close your eyes. says, you know what, this year I want to stay close to the source of power. You may be close to it right now. You say, you know what, I just want to stay close. Some of you, you've been in that aerobic stage where you're going back and forth and back and forth and now you are exhausted trying to live a life for Christ while trying to please the world. You've been trying to please Christ and trying to please social media. You've been trying to please Christ and trying to please your spouse. He said, but no, no, no. If I become the first thing that you plug into, all of these things will be added unto you. This year you say, you know what? I just want the power this year. I don't want to look back at the end of the year and say, I was so drained. But I just want to stay plugged into the source of power. I want to stay charged up. If you're here this morning, they're going to start singing. But how great would it be if this place is full of people? says, you know what? I just want the power. I just want to stay plugged up. Why? So I can see people come to the Lord. Why? So I can see an increase in the kingdom. I just want to stay plugged into the power this morning. If that's you, you say, you know what? I just want to stay plugged in this morning. They're going to start singing. I just want you to start making a walk down here.